All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Real Awesome Shit. You know it. <laughs> Just pretend this we have is, awesome uh, intro music there. Yeah, that's right. That's in the we're works. Pretty soon. It's going to be up and coming. And pretty soon we're also going to be on <clears throat> actually findable on Apple Podcasts. We're working through the, their tech team to figure yeah. it out. So Apple these days. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I got an email from Apple Podcasts today. Actually, the email address was something like podcast.apple.com. And the guy said, Sounds like you need to get in touch with our podcast team. And I said, aren't, isn't that you? <laughs> like, that's who I thought I was emailing. But he didn't email back yet. I apparently have to call some number. He didn't email after you sent that. Well, not yet. That I just, snarky response. I just, I just barely sent that like five minutes ago. Um, but, yeah, it is true. I mean, I, was, I don't know. I, it's, it sounded like that he was probably an offshore uh, um, tech guy or oh, something. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like there's something else I was gonna say. I can't remember. Except thanks to all our devoted listeners who've made it this far. Yes, this, uh, episode two. Thank you. Way to go. Thank you. So, um, so just a uh, heads up. I'm feeling a little bit sick, so I'm probably not gonna be as funny as I typically am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> usually pretty funny. <laughs> That's right. So just blow, pretend I'm funny. Uh, blow your own horn or. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a good way to give yeah. yourself a compliment. I, yeah, well, my, my arrogance has nothing to do with my singleness, I'm sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's all them. Not. It's, it's all them out there. I used, I used to be proud, but now I'm humble uh, amidst great riches. Just yeah. kidding. <clears throat> um, okay, so so this is going to be kind of a continuation of, of our first episode where we were talking about difference between men and women's needs and how those play into expectations. We, admittedly, we meandered a lot last time. Had fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Though we got a, lot of, we got a lot of calls from our uh, listeners that said that they want us to talk a little bit more about aliens and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, landmines. Not enough, not enough landmines and aliens. <laughs> right. So we'll do our best. You know, yeah. No promises, but. Yeah. But so just a quick recap. Paul. Yeah. What's the difference between men and women in their in their needs? Oh, in their needs? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think last time we were talking to some extent uh, <laughs> about um, men needing to f- have some kind of a mission or something. Yeah. I mean, that was part of what we were talking about, right? Yeah. Um, and I um, – these are good questions. I feel like I'm remembering mostly like the brain stuff that we were talking about, <laughs> but which I did some post-research on. But I don't know. You, that's pretty good. You, you want to give me a recap? Well, yeah, that's okay. pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, we we were talking about uh, this, <clears throat> this guy John Canan. He he does uh, yeah, relationship John coaching. Uh, he has a nice multimedia approach. Um, yeah, he was basically saying, you know, in general, uh, you know, men want to feel kind of like Superman. You know, like they're coming in to save the day. Um, that's not necessarily helpful for women because for them, uh, whereas men tend to be very objective-driven, um, you know, that, that women are tend to be more about the experience, less about having problems solved. Um, yeah. And so there can be a mismatch there uh, where men just want to come in and solve the problem and women are like, hey, hey, buddy, like, it's not what I need. You know, I need someone to be there for me, not, yeah. not to just solve my problems and then... Demand <laughs> kisses uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Cabinets and kisses. <laughs> Mission one and two. That's right. right. I remember yes. that now from episode one. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, yeah, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. So this time we were going to talk about expectations. Um, I also just wanted to throw in that um, talking about what. <laughs> yeah. Right. Throw it in, man. Just throw it in. Whatever it is. Well, but. we uh, we don't want to only talk about single stuff. But realistically, that's a lot of what we're going to talk about in, on this pod, in pod, in our podcasts. Sure. Um, okay. That being said, uh, you know it, it's a touchy subject, um, fraught with emotion, with painful past experiences, with. Uh, that's what they say, anyways. I'm. I don't have any experience in that, but. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> none Paul, my, Paul's none, a statue. None of my past relationships are painful. <laughs> not, not at all. So. Not at all. They've all been blissful through and through. Yeah. Mine too. Um, Give me more. Of, <laughs> I'm ready. So I just want to throw out, you, you know, this idea that it's important to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. Um, ideally, I would want to avoid afflicting the afflicted and comforting the comfortable. Hmm. Um, yeah, good point. I think it's tricky, though, because most people are not just one or the other. Um you know, unless you're having a particularly emotional time in the present, um, you know, where being told what you can do to improve your situation is not what you need. You know, you need someone to, to comfort you, to tell you everything's going to be okay, to give you a big hug. Um, yeah. Um, anyway. Let's so, see. so we're here to afflict people. To <laughs> to partly. To, I don't know what we're here to do. We're still figuring this out. But We're, but, <laughs> we're self-inflicting wounds here as well, people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is if you're really broken up about about something in your life, you know, this might not be what you need. Yeah, um, listen to some meditation music. <laughs> that's right. We need yeah. a better place. Whale sounds. Come Woo! back. Yeah, Imagine there we go. Yourself there we behind go. that waterfall. <laughs> one color at a time. There we go. Like, there we go. Soothing. Um that said, you know, <clears throat> we're gonna try not to be jerks. I mean I'm capable of being a jerk. I don't think Paul is, but but I'm gonna be hard, but <laughs> We'll do what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Anyway, so I also want to start off with this quote from Tony Robbins, a very famous uh, coach. Uh, he's coached CEOs, presidents, uh, Oprah, mm-hmm. <laughs> all sorts of people. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he coached Oprah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. He, he made her into who she is today. Did, did he really? No. Or, okay. Well, he did coach her, but he didn't make her into who she, she is today. She was probably already he, he big helped. time, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. Anyway. He said this about relationships. Some of the biggest challenges in relationships come from the fact that most people enter a relationship in order to get something. They're trying to find someone who's going to make them feel good. In reality, the only way a relationship will last is if you see your friendship as a place that you... Oh, excuse me. Uh, only way a relationship will last is if you see your relationship as a place that you go to, to give and not a place that you go to take. Yeah. Paul, what do you think? Stuff. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask. Do you think that that is something that uh, we are we as a as a society and as a world we progressively get worse at uh, becoming more and more oh. self focused or something? I don't know because it's like, I, for instance, I look back on like the post World War II generation when just like everybody was marrying left and right and. And uh, yeah. having kids, and, and they're all altruistic, and I don't know and though. Selfish. Were they all? I don't or maybe know. Maybe they just all I mean, like we're in the world of dystopian over. young adult fiction, where where everything's always getting worse. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, put a, I put a hold on a. On so a we library. might be biased. Well, 
I'm not I'm not into dystopian futuristic stuff. Um Yeah, I'm into posi- I'm into uh, positive thinking futurists. I put a hold on yeah. I put a hold on a book at the library about positive futurism. But anyways, <laughs> I, I digress. Um <laughs> Paul, you cool. throw that in yeah. in every conversation you yeah, can. That's true. <laughs> hey, man, can you blame me? Like, oh, it seems pretty cool, though. You just Co- want to spread positivity. <laughs> I, I didn't even, no, it's called The Fourth Age, and it's about robots and stuff, but it's... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I How remember. robots are not going to cause our downfall? Yeah, yeah, basically. Wow! Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a refreshing Anyways, take. it seems cool, but it seems like yeah. it does seem like in some ways the world gets better and it gets worse. It's I like, think so, too. You know, it just kind of so goes too. in both directions. Uh, on the other hand... Um, it's hard for me not to think that when it comes to our emotional and spiritual uh, and relational lives, it's hard for me not to conclude we're not getting worse and worse and worse anyway. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, it's true. Like, Or well, at least that the, we have well, challenges <clears throat> that previous generations didn't have. Well, that's true. That we also have advantages like, um, for example... Um, we Facebook, which is making people less lonely. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's not. It's, right. it's the opposite. It's right. it does. Well, it makes you – actually, I, I remember learning some research about this. It makes you lonelier if you don't see the people in person who are uh, friends yeah. with on Facebook. But yeah. if you see them in person, it can make you less lonely. That, that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know – We'll talk about loneliness another time. If you're a person who's reaching your 5,000 friend cap, <laughs> then – Then you're definitely not lonely. Question whether you're seeing <laughs> more than 1% of those people ever. <laughs> Uh, and come on, are you really friends? We got to put air quotes around that. Yeah, friends. we do, we do. Oh, but um, uh, but I was gonna say like some things get better. Like we, it's probably in general better that we have, um, I don't know, more freedom of choice in oh sure more opportunities right. in terms of people to choose from potentially. But that can be good and bad, right? Someone's, but yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, so we may be getting more selfish. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Either way, something's getting let's worse. just say it's always been a challenge for human people humans in relationships. Yeah. And it definitely still is today. Sure. People certainly aren't marriage and marrying as much. We should have yeah. a we should have a whole episode about why people aren't marrying as much. I intend to. Okay, okay. It's on our our it's Google on Doc that you haven't read. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was uh, just no, about cool. to say, it's cool. we should have a show on that like we planned. <laughs> we and then I was going to wink. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. All right. yeah. It's hard for Paul because he's a high-powered lawyer who's making big bucks and uh, taking names. and and. Uh, yeah, everything's false about that except the lawyer part. <laughs> Uh, but I'm getting there. Anyway, he works hard. He works hard for the money, yeah. ladies. I do, that's, I do work hard. If you're looking for a hardworking man, look no further than Bryce. Nope, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tony, Tony said, what does Tony, Tony know? Tony Robbins. What does he know? Well, I don't know. He does say things in a cool voice, though, when he does say that. Oh, his voice is... When I when I fr- <clears throat> I'd heard of Tony Robbins when I finally saw him like on YouTube or whatever, yeah. it was not what I expected. He's this like giant man with this really kind of raspy voice, kind of gravelly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're yeah. if you're feeling <laughs> afflicted, if you ever feeling afflicted by me and Bryce, just go listen to Tony Robbins' voice for a while. No, you'll be more afflicted. <laughs> be more afflicted. Well, that's true. Well, it's true. He will yeah. afflict you. Sorry, by Tony. The he Tony, says. We, we're joking. But the D- voice won't. Don't withdraw you. sponsorship. Oh, man. <laughs> We might need to have a side podcast where we just read kind stories from people. <laughs> yeah. Good things. No, but I actually think Tony uh, Robbins, he's cool. He he yeah, swears like a lot, Justin. unfortunately. It's oh, all part he? of his I hasn't method. I swear that much on the things that I've listened oh, to, but I haven't listened to that yeah. much. Um, 
I was listening to the Tony Robbins podcast for a while, but huh. it's fallen further down in my queue because there are other things I feel more interested in yeah. in general. But um, when I run out of the other stuff, I listen to Tony Robbins. Nice. <laughs> it's usually not him though. It's usually somebody else in, in his Acolytes. in his yeah that that's like interviewing somebody who's like some yeah you know well, has some expertise in some it's areas. The Tony Tony Robbins Empire. Yeah, man, it's got a whole entourage. Get... You exactly. Know? Someday I hope to get uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, you and as always, listeners, you can uh, comment wherever we well, we haven't figured that out yet. We'll probably get a Facebook page up, and or you can comment on our podcast dot com uh, mm-hmm. page. Uh, so you can tell us if you like or don't like or medium like things we share, such as that Tony Robbins thing. Um, certainly, as someone who likes to be served and to be given things. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, what? what are you talking I about? want my relationships to be all about people giving me stuff. Yeah, okay. Is that well, too much to like, ask? I don't that's know. That's what that's, I expect. Right, yeah. That makes me think of that, that, that uh, deep thought. I and mean, he's like, I'm pretty sure I was a king in a former life because <laughs> I like people to do what I say. Um, all right. That's Jack Andy. Yeah, that's, yeah that is. Jack anyway, Andy. I'm just um, joking. I like to give too. But anyway. Yeah, I do think that is a, it's a. It's a good segue uh, into what we're talking um, about, which is expectations. Because I just said uh, comedically that I expect people to give me things in relationships. And yeah. that, kind of rela- that kind of expectation probably could lead me to disappointment. Yeah, to some extent. I mean, we have to, it's kind of like there is some minimum level of things that we have to get from a relationship to, though, right? Nope. All about giving. No, uh, Never about okay. receiving. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. And if you burn out <laughs> and, and you, you, your self-esteem goes out the window and, and you're depressed, that's on think, you. Yeah, okay. Just I, kidding. I think you just withdrew the last being... dollar from the friendship account here. Like, uh, <laughs> that's right. You is that, start making is that, deposits. Uh, is that, uh, what's his name? Uh, I, I don't Stephen, know. Stephen uh, Covey. I, oh, is it Stephen Covey? I think okay, he talks about the depo- Anyway, uh, we can talk about it another time. He's a great, he's a great man, too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So um, back. To, so we have a um, an outline this time. Oh, I think I mentioned that already. So we're not theoretically we're not going to meander as much. Uh, although we both agreed that's kind of part of our charm. And I, I see that we're actually already f- over fourteen minutes into this podcast. Wait, that can't be true. <laughs> Holy cow, that is true. <laughs> I can't find that hard time to believe. Flies. All right, all right. So uh, so I, item number one. Uh, why do expectations matter? Paul, what do yeah. you think? <laughs> well, I do think, I mean, yeah, I like this idea of that we, um, it's important to recognize that one of the primary reasons of even having a relationship is the opportunity to help meet someone else's needs. Absolutely. Bring them happiness. I think that if, yeah. I think that if we remember that, that is a healthy thing to remember. Um, yeah. You know, um it's that's hard though too because right we always also have our own needs like you were saying that we want to have met as well right and um it's really hard to i feel like you you could get into an unhealthy situation too i feel like there are unhealthy relationships where people focus too much on the other person you know to some extent last time we were talking about like um um being in a relationship and growing in your in your uh feelings for a person and at the same time having your own self outside of the relationship or 
mm. you know, your own identity as well, yeah. of uh, your own happiness. Be- it, because we're overly you know, dependent on the other person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you could go to one extreme and be yeah. just focused entirely on like, I'm, I'm just going to focus on making this person happy. Yeah. And you could take that to a, uh, an unhealthy extreme. Yeah. But I think probably... I don't know, and this may be different between men and women as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like for men, they probably don't tend to go towards that extreme um, of like, I'm going to focus so much on my making my spouse happy. I don't know. You yeah. think so? Like, I tend to think that it may be women that have a tendency to do that more because they seem to be um, thinking outside of themselves in general more. But I, I, I I'd love wrong. to see know. some research on this because I'm not yeah. sure. Because um, John Canan, going back to John Canan, uh, he one of the things he talked about that we didn't discuss was how um, you know the relationship can look different over time. That once once a couple's married, um, that the woman's again in general. So we don't want any hate mail, but yeah. um, you know in general the woman's nesting instinct, so to speak, is to keep expanding her kingdom. So once she's uh. got a husband and they're building a home, like. Ironically, it's kind of like that objective is checked off her list, even though. Okay. Um, well, and so she starts to like, you know, she wants kids or wants a dog or wants a garden, wants to make the house nice. And it can be potentially to the exclusion of uh, giving as much attention to, to the man, whereas the man hmm. might be still full of, again, uh, yeah, because he's still full. Of, he's simpler. <laughs> he doesn't have that nesting okay. instinct. Yeah, does the kingdom building extend beyond the family? Or, I mean, how does this... Yeah, I, I think it can. Um, like, yeah. like um, at, at some point along the line, do, do, do women tell their husbands, I think we need to hire some serfs. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Like, can we get some taxpayers underneath us? We need to start yeah. charging taxes. Of the... I hear that the majority of marriages unfold in exactly <laughs> that way. Okay. That's why they have children. That's good. For the free labor. <laughs> it is free labor. Is it really free? I don't know. When you, when you factor well, in all the household. Well, unpaid at least. No money Sorry. is exchanged. Well, Sorry, it's, man. except for allowance. Anyway, yeah, allowance. we digress. Um, As always. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, do you have another thought? No, not really. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what I had written down, <laughs> okay. which is um, I said that so much of our happiness or unhappiness stems from our expectations being met or not met. And that's true for pretty much everything from your spouse, yourself, your job, your children, uh, the course of your life in general. Like, hey, I was supposed to be rich by now or married by now or, yeah. you know, famous by now or skinny by now or happy by now or confident by now. I was not supposed to be bald by now. That's right. <laughs> I was supposed to be taller by now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, more, it's supposed uh. to be have bigger muscles by now. It's not yeah. what I say. My muscles are too big, if anything. <laughs> so I hope you can eat. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Ladies. <laughs> Just kidding. They're not. Um, we'll have to get somebody to yeah. do a little Oh, bit. and I even threw, or even God. And we, we, yeah, don't, we don't want to be too pushy sure. on the religion thing. We're both religious men. Um, we are, sure. You know, we believe in God. But even if you don't, you know, you could, there's other things. We, we can find common ground on. Oh, but okay. I was just saying, yeah, our expectations can be about God and what we thought he would have given us by now. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, Anyway, so if our expectations aren't met in the way that we hoped uh, or even that we feel we deserved, 
Uh, that can lead to frustration, sadness, disappointment, or even anger. Um, Paul, any thoughts? Yeah, I think that's correct. I mean, I, I think that uh, there's, I know there's something else on the outline here where we were talking about um, lowering your expectations to some extent. And yeah. I, I think there is some health in um, being able to be contented where you are, um, regardless of what that situation is. Yeah. Not 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 uh, contented to the point of I'm not going to work to try to progress beyond yeah. where I'm at right now, but also not I'm I'm not happy until I'm in a different place than where I'm at now. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> which I think that is kind of a risk that. Yeah, so I think there's an important fine balance there. That reminds me of a, a concept um, by uh, Neil A. Maxwell. He was a scholar and a religious leader. Um, he he described that as divine discontent. Mm, that, okay. uh, you know, we're, while we're merciful with ourselves, uh, we also have this yearning for for more in a spiritual and a moral sense. Um yeah. Um, anyway, well, so Marion uh, Wright Edelman, she's a child rights advocate, or excuse me, oh yeah, child rights activist and advocate. She said, uh, "Don't feel entitled to anything you don't sweat and struggle for." And I think that's, I think that's wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, I have this tendency. Okay, I'll, this is. I won't bring religious stuff too in too much after this, but. I do have the tendency to think that most of the uh, things that are are more difficult uh, things that we go through in this life, in the long term, uh, might be the things that we're most grateful that we went through. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Such as what, Paul? Well, any kind of thing that's a big struggle. You know, like a trial from like losing a job or... You know, to, to any kinds of traumatic uh, losses, yeah. Um, yeah, the loss of a relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. just a theory I have. No, it's good. It's good. That's, maybe, maybe untrue, but that's maybe definitely true. something we want to talk about. Yeah. In a later episode. Yep. That's right. So stay tuned. <laughs> um. um but, okay. Oh yeah yeah. Um. No. Anyways, that that's basically all. Okay. So um, there there's a guy I know. Out here where we live, uh, his name is D. Hadley. He's a uh, marriage and family. Well, no, 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 no. He's a clinical social worker. Uh, he's worked a lot in um, marital counseling. Uh, really good guy. And anyway, he has this book called Building Lasting Relationships um, that I'm drawing some of this information from. Uh, he says that dissatisfaction in a relationship can stem from expectations about re- the relationships themselves, such as what we think a relationship is supposed to look like. Um, or from the particular set of expectations we have for our specific relationships. Does that make sense? What do you think, Paul? Yeah. Um, He's basically saying we can have some general expectations about relationships as a whole, or we may have specific expectations in a relationship that we're in. Like, hey, stop picking your nose. (laughs) (laughs) I expect the person I'm dating to not do that. That I've never been told that. That seems like a pretty reasonable expectation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, for the record, that is the first and last time I will ever talk about that. About not that I've been guilty of it, but <laughs> uh, but, you know, but 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 I do think that like I tend to think that like uh, it's healthy to uh, assume 
that whatever expectations the person you're with is not meeting, uh, they will continue to not meet them <laughs> for the foreseeable <laughs> or for the you know um, for the long term future. That's and really that wise. It's healthy to assume that assuming that doesn't change, uh, am I okay going forward? Kind of thing. Ah. Um, because I do think we have this tendency to 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 have a hope that not not maybe not even just a hope, but uh, expectation. Yeah. Okay. Maybe expectation <laughs> that someone will change uh-huh. something that uh-huh. doesn't fit what we want, and right. um, and it's people don't change because the people want them to change. They change because they decide themselves they want to change. Generally. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, well, that reminds me of the old the old saying that. <laughs> All right, the old saying. (laughs) Me, the only one. I was wondering when you'd bring up the old saying. That men go into a marriage hoping that the woman (laughs) never changes, and that the woman goes into the relationship hoping that the man will change. Um, That's right. And they both are just dissatisfied. Disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that, hearing that somewhere too. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I mean, it's true or not. Again, I don't have the data. Well, I, I can definitely say. Well, just uh, anecdotally, my own experience sure. has been that it's 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 hard to be in a relationship and not sometimes be thinking of like, I wish this thing were different about this relationship. Sure, absolutely. You know? And that's usually related to an expectation about that specific person. Yeah, uh, at least yeah, my, yeah. That's, I feel that, like in my experience, that's what Hadley's that, talking about here. And um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't feel like I always do the best at getting myself to some, um, uh, I don't know, objective uh, perspective where I'm thinking to myself, like, I should not have that expectation. It's, I feel like, well, these expectations, I feel like they run pretty deep in us. Like, mm. um, I, I don't know, they probably go back to childhood or something. Well, right? I can't believe it. Do they? Yeah, they do. Okay. Well. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> okay, that's that's the next uh, uh, next bullet point here. Yeah. Uh, for better or for worse, our expectations regarding the interactions of men and women, uh, especially the shoulds within a relationship, uh, arise primarily from our uh, childhood family experiences. Yeah. Um. For better or for worse. Yeah. You know, if, right, if, sure. if you grow up in a family uh, where there's a lot of conflict, where the the mother and the father you know, are fighting and arguing a lot, um, you know, that's more likely to seem normal to you. And in your own relationships, you're more likely to expect that. Um, or maybe, you know, in particular, maybe the, those in, in your childhood, maybe those were always resolved by, by them having a big blow up about it and then not resolving anything and then they'd be passive aggressive to each other, you know. <laughs> and, or a and saxophone that, plays and, and they're wrapped in each other's arms. And that arms. becomes your approach to conflict, then. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's or a saxophone plays in the background, and then they're passionately wrapped in each other's there arms. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> Can't Until the next blow up, right? Because they didn't solve anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Um, sure. To like right to some extent probably the healthier our uh, family of origin probably the more we tend to be um healthy about expectations perhaps sure perhaps sure. we could take make that general comment i would even say there's um, it's a two-edged sword um i i actually experienced this i had a great upbringing um if anything i mean i had uh, so so my mom is chinese 
and my dad's a white guy. Sorry, and we also we've agreed that we'd only talk about ourselves about ten percent of the time here. So, so bear, please uh, bear so with I, me. You're um, about nine, but I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know when you've gone over. <clears throat> okay, no, thank I you. Think anyway, suffice to say, uh, my parents were great, and and my mom was wonderful, and she showed her love by doing things for her kids, and you know. She did too much for me, and it built up some some dependence in me. Uh, Why am I bringing this up? Like what kind of stuff? Oh, like, just just that there's such thing as a good too much of a good thing, even even in your childhood. Um, yeah, can you give some examples? Like, what do you mean? Like what kind uh, of stuff? Did, well, we should talk about another just time. Too personal? Okay. Oh yeah, we should talk about another time. Uh, anyway, like she's like, I bought you some gummy bears <laughs> at the store. You didn't even ask. <laughs> I used to go shopping with ba- Basically, my- things I should have been taking <clears throat> responsibility for myself, such as when I lived out in Washington, D.C., and I quit my job and with the intention to move back west to be closer to family, uh, I was taking my sweet time and uh, just kind of enjoyed being fun employed for about a month. And then w- without any bidding from me, she went ahead and bought me a plane ticket. Oh, and I'm sorry, Dad, if... Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> if I'm airing a, our dirty laundry, this is a spoiler. Oh, yeah. so. Anyway, yeah, she bought a plane ticket for me. Like she didn't have to do that. She shouldn't have had to do that, but she did. Like without right. without uh, me, you know, un- unbidden. Um, dad slamming his fist on the table. Right now. <laughs> you owe us three hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. for that ticket. But it's the kind of thing <laughs> where you know I. Uh, yeah, that's a difficult parental thing. I think it's difficult to not help out your kids if you is. feel like they need help and they could use it. You're giving them a gift. It's you know a what I mean? difficult balance. One, which, um, again, for those that believe in God, yeah. uh, I don't think he has found a, a way out of that dilemma either. You know, when we're given things, we have a tendency to feel a little entitled for those things. Um, and yeah. we, might, we might forget our relationship with him. Anyway, and yeah, he keeps giving us more yeah. all the time. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that's good stuff. I had a yeah. thought, but oh, but I, I don't know where it went. Oh man. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but that's definitely that's definitely good stuff. Um, okay. Also, another thing I want to say: um, we're not saying that expectations are bad per se. Uh, I don't think it's possible or even desirable to have no expectations um, because our actions are all predicated on some sort of expectation. Um, so there can't be any action right. in, any, in any growth unless we have some reasonable expectation about the outcomes. Yeah, so what do we do? Like, let's say you're we're in a relationship and uh, you and we realize, like, okay, I have some expectation that's not being met here. Then, mm-hmm. what is the healthy approach to dealing with that? Like, uh, I would say, and I even wrote this here. In relationships, however, we must wisely, judiciously, charitably, compassionately find the careful balance between maintaining standards for the quality of conduct we expect in our close relationships, and willingly, uh, not passively, uh, accepting others as they are. Uh, or as Hadley says, uh, the fewer our expectations and the less rigid they are, the less stress we will create for ourselves and those we love. Okay. So we should not do something like, say, I love you even though you don't meet my expectations. Yeah, even though you beat me or are emotionally <laughs> abusive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we can say, hey, you know, it, it bugs me when you do X, Y, or Z, or when you leave clothes on the floor. Well, if you're married. Or, you know, you... Don't respond to my texts right away, or you know, you don't yeah. laugh at my jokes. No, that no, never mind. Right, that sure. is a realistic expectation. That's, yeah, 
I mean, come on. For me, at least. Bryce is like a star comedian here. Um, yeah, no, no, that kind of stuff. Sometimes they say, the pros will sometimes say to word those things like, when you do this, I feel this. Uh, so that um, you're coming at it from a point of your your emotional response to it. Right? Well, oh, Paul, you're you talking about effective it. communication. Yeah, exactly. Something we'll have to talk As about another time. But I agree. I agree. There's there's a a a uh, belligerent and a non in a tactful way uh, to 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 broach the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but basically, it's about finding the right balance. It's about eliminating as many rigid expectations that we can. Um, and I think that's a lot of where conflict comes in is when people are too rigid, when they are incapable or unwilling to, to bend a little bit, to compromise a little bit. Um, well, you, um, I know that as I was reviewing the material, there's... Um... Which is not an issue in politics. <clears throat> Because they bend all the time today. They're always yeah, working man. together and compromising They're too like, much. Just kidding. Sorry, I interrupted you. When I took the uh, Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> the wand test, it said that my wand was very flexible. <laughs> I, I took that to mean that I'm a, that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a flexible kind of guy. Uh, but it, I can't remember what it said, but it was like, it, it tells you like, it's like um, made of this certain type of wood and it's very flexible and it has a dragon heart string core. So... <laughs> <laughs> and, and that I'm Ravenclaw, and my Patronus is a uh, an osprey. That's right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that was all just a, a side. That's some important context from, to all of this. <laughs> well, it is. It, as we're speaking about expectations here, you definitely should expect your you know you're dating to at least be in the same house. I mean. Oh, that's I, true. I that mean, is if, uh, totally healthy and realistic expectations. Yeah, right, or like, Slytherin. That's oh, that's the end. Because as we know from the movies, all Slytherins <laughs> are evil and ugly. Yep, pretty much. So <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Just by virtue uh, of being in a specific school. Sure. So, I feel like Hufflepuff would be a lot cooler if they just gave it a cooler sounding name. Like I feel like it, yeah. it makes it sound like Hufflepuff sounds dorky. They're a bunch of like yeah. cotton balls or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're like they're like I don't know. They got a bunch of bunnies going around. Yeah. I don't know think about it. But it, but yeah. anyways, yeah, flexibility. But but the point that I was gonna make was that um uh was I was really reviewing the materials and there's discussion of like um things that are important long term and thing versus things that are important short term. <gasps> and so um like it, um, you know, perhaps when we're realizing uh, short-term expectations that aren't met, um, it it would do us well to fo- to think ab- about and have some gratitude for long-term expectations that probably will be met or that are being met already. Uh, impo- things that are important in the long term, you know. Paul, like, I like where you're going. Yeah, but you're skipping ahead to item number three. Well, and we're skip. only on item number skip. one, well, and we're 35 minutes in. Well, maybe we should skip. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for the next episode. No, well, okay, we'll see how know, far we, we can get. Um, oh, 35. We might need to cut this. <laughs> okay, shit. well, okay, and yeah, we can pick it up next time if needed. I just want to say, is there any uh, more Harry and, Potter analogies we need to make? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Well, we can always find another. I'm a little bit concerned that I got the wrong Patronus because I didn't actually answer the first question. I didn't get to it fast enough. Yeah. And then it, it, it moves to the next question. And then it says, you got to answer faster. Go with your gut. Uh-huh. But then I was like thinking, did I get the wrong Patronus? I didn't answer it. <laughs> that first question, I wanted to go back and answer it. Okay, again. ladies, just All remember, right. Paul loves Harry Potter. If you do too, 
There might be something here. Yeah, I there like, might be some magic to I work like here. Fiction in general. So, but mm. I mean, a lot of people love Harry Potter. So, anyways. Uh, okay, so I was going to talk next about uh, expectations in the attraction phase of dating, and that's opposed to the actual dating phase of dating, where you go out with each other. Mm. Uh, also, I should point out, like I think <clears throat> again, I don't have any data on this, but my sense is that dating, quote unquote, looks differently now than it used to. Um, I think people think when they're on a dating app and swiping left and right, they think they're dating. But they're not. You actually have to spend time with people. Or when you, like, send messages back and forth, you know, on, on a dating app that you're dating. And you kind of are, but, like, not really. Like, you got to spend time with people. That That's the actual dating. It's also um, different from country to country. Like, I know that's true. Uh, people outside that's of the point. U.S. feel like our American way of dating is just strange. Um, in that we don't, there isn't, there often isn't as much friendship build up to the first time going out. You're saying in the U.S. we don't have as much friendship built up? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I've heard from my friends from other countries. Yeah, I have a friend who grew up in France and he said Uh that it's very uncommon there to ask someone out on a date if you haven't been friends with them for quite a while and you've gotten to know them a lot in social settings, in small groups. And and basically when you ask them out, it's kind of more like, you're basically saying like, let's uh, date exclusively for a while. Oh, whoa, they jump from super friends to, or long-term friends to like super serious. That's kind of what it sounded like to me. Um, Whereas it seems like, um, so he was commenting that our United States approach of, um, I mean, at least I feel like we have this in our our religious culture is that um, um, going out uh, with people often uh, before you know them super well, but you know, it's just kind of like a friendly, casual date. And you may be going on dates with multiple people until something uh, kind of develops with one, you know, mm-hmm. and then you decide to be exclusive. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Anyways. Suffice it to say, and this is definitely something we can talk about another time, but um, friendship is a critical element of, of a lasting relationship. Show me one happily married uh, couple who aren't also good friends. Um, it just doesn't happen. Like, if, <laughs> if you fall madly in love with someone that you actually aren't good friends with, like, that's a recipe for difficulty. Yeah. No, can't disagree with that. Yeah. Anyway, um, but that's not what we're talking about. No, it's not. But <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting close to the 40-minute mark. Um, okay. Um, but, uh, I was just going to say, you know, the first hurdle of dating is finding someone with whom there's sufficient mutual interest to actually spend time together. Um, and do expectations factor into uh, determining the sufficient amount of mutual interest? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I confirm that. Yeah. And and I would I would just comment generally there's two broad categories of of people. There's people with overly high expectations and people with underly high expectations. Yeah, I was um, going to say and there's Bryce, but <laughs> yes, who's perfectly in the middle. No, no, I'm not. Um, um, I'm probably in the overly high expectation category, although I'm working on it. Yeah, of course, it's difficult to know how to deal with it. Like, if we can't, if it's difficult to know if we can um, artificially change our expectations, really. Like, if we, if our expectations come from our uh, our upbringing, our mm-hmm. childhood, our family of origin, it's hard to know whether we can ever change that, uh, uh, those internal inclinations, you know. 
Maybe not. Um, There's a lot of potential for for change. Um, On the other hand, some of them we maybe shouldn't want to change, right? Like for me, you know, I expect that uh, there can be an exchange of humor in a relationship. Uh, That's kind of non-negotiable for me. Like, and that that has to do with my personality. Um, It does have to do with my upbringing to some extent. But, um, you know, I kind of need it. Um, now, on the other hand, you know, I used to think I needed, and this is back when I lived in D.C., which is very much a self-selected kind of uh, peer group there. It's very go-getter kind of people, um, you know, and, and I thought I really needed someone who's interested in current events and, um, you know, preferably someone who's studied similar things as me, which is degree-wise is psychology and then public policy, Um you know, or who's lived on the East Coast or whatever. And, you know, I, I don't see that as important as much now. Um, so I, I I think... Okay, so some I'll, of these naturally kind of can morph over time. Yeah, but. and, you know, a lot... Self-awareness can go a long way yeah. to, to really understand, well, where are my expectations coming from? Are You know, do these deserve to stay or are these kind of superficial and stupid? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So where are we at? I don't know, man. We probably We're at the 40 minute up. mark. We gotta wrap this. Oh, man. Yeah, All right. We, well, we, maybe we'll talk this, this another time. I wanted to talk about um, short term versus long term dating considerations. Um, basically, we have short term expectations and long term expectations, or you could call them short term needs and long term needs. Uh, they're both important, uh, but they're different. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we will. Um, uh, yeah, I like that. I think that's good. Um, can I add an addendum from the last show? Absolutely. Um, uh, so I did some um, post-show research about the oh, yes. The, uh, I'd like to issue a correction. I, yeah, well, kind of. Not exactly correction. <laughs> it's a. It's, uh, but um, I can't remember who were you talking. Who is it that wrote the female brain? Luan Luan Brizendine. Luan Brizendine. But anyway, so I did look this up on the uh, Stanford Medical School website. There's some research there that um, just researching the biological differences that go into our the, the different genders. And, um, yeah, they, they basically confirmed kind of what she said is that for males, during the development of the fetus in the body, hmm. in the womb, I mean, uh, it is true that there is a, a key time when it's very important that the, 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 uh, the fetus gets flooded with testosterone and other um, hormones and that starts developing the body and the brain into a male body and brain, and and that if that gets interrupted, uh, the body will default back to a female body mm. body plan. So females the default. And, um, yeah, females the default yeah. body plan, and um, there also was this interesting experiment where uh, they they were studying with uh, nine to seventeen month old babies their preferences for different toys, and they were saying at that age. Uh, Males and females don't even really notice any differences between male and females hmm. yet, but they still boys still seemed to uh, prefer like wheeled toys and hmm. girls prefer plush animals. And then they did the same thing with uh, some type of monkeys. I can't remember what kind of monkeys they were. And the male monkeys preferred wheeled Probably toys. Rhesus monkeys. Yeah, that is exactly mm, what it was. Yeah, Reese's. Reese's, <laughs> Reese's peanut butter. <laughs> it's not spelled the same way. Stop thinking about peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> Uh, but, Bro, stop eating that monkey. Yeah. That's not candy. Yeah, they made this really fun comment on there because they were like, oh, the, the boy the boy Reese's monkeys preferred uh, wheeled toys and huh. the girls preferred plush animals. And they huh. said, we think it's highly unlikely that 
their monkey parents were, you know, telling them like, well, you should like wheeled toys. Right. <laughs> they certainly weren't buying them wheeled toys or providing them yeah. with plush animals. Yeah. So, well, you know, I want to back yeah. up what you're saying. Okay, back, back it up. Because the movie Jurassic Park <laughs> and yeah. what, what I barely well, remember a, from my biology classes. It's basically uh, written classes. by professionals. No, it's... <laughs> Professional scientists. Yeah, but no. The, remember, the <laughs> dinosaurs started out as female because they were. The question was posed: Well, how do we know that they're all female on this island? How how do we know they're not breeding? I said, well, basically because we made them all female. We denied ah, them that. Yeah, the, that's the, right. The male sex chromosome, which is what? Why? The y? Yeah, that's okay. why. Yeah. Anyway. Why? Hey, we found we found a way to drift. <laughs> yeah, did, no, this is good. No, the drift we're, is we're fact checking ourselves. That's true. So we're, that you don't have to. We're gonna change the name of this podcast to Driftwood. Uh, <laughs> No, that's true. We're doing some fact checking, and we can put we can put that a website in the uh, show notes. Um, I thought it was interesting. It was an article called something like Two Minds or something. I thought it was interesting. Hmm. But basically, the conclusion at the very end of it was that, um, uh, you know, your culture and whatever, uh, everything besides biology does not have zero influence, and biology does not have zero influence either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. okay, man. Should we? Should we, Should we? Wrap this one up. Let's wrap this up. Tie it in a nice bow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for being with us, cue people. Cue outro music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks. For, oh, and oh. feel free to uh, share, comment, criticize, request. Yeah. If you personally know us, you can send us a mean text. If we <laughs> <laughs> Only if you personally know us. We know some of you do. But if you don't personally know us, don't even think about it. Don't even that. think about it. We're not there yet. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We're not there yet. That's right. I'm not the kind of lawyer that goes after people, but if I have to, I might. So just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take care, everyone. Bye.